This Tailgate Society podcast is brought to you by our good friends at Deadeye Premium Barbecue Products. Born in Iowa and made in the heartland, Deadeye is your go-to source for everything barbecue. Sauces, seasonings, you name it. They've made a science out of great grilling flavor. It's more than a sauce. Whether you're cooking sliders, dogs, steak, or chicken, Deadeye has the explosive flavor needed to make every dish delicious. Try a splash of their sweet and smoky original recipe or turn up the heat with their Magnum Edition barbecue sauce. Both flavors are available in seasonings as well as sauces. So pick your favorite and prepare your taste buds for an unforgettable eating experience. Deadeye Premium Barbecue products are available at Fairway, Hy-Vee, Amazon, or at DeadeyeBBQ.com. You're listening to Sports and Corks. I'm Emily. And I'm Emily. And we're going to jump into talking about the Olympics. Um, it's kind of the big thing that's on TV right now, only NBC and Peacock, which I don't know anyone who is Peacock. So if you do, uh, tell us about it. And um, Peacock, they have like, well, I guess it depends on what provider you have, but like you can send it for a free account. But I think I have like free Peacock premium through Comcast. Oh. But anyways, there is some good stuff on there. <laughs> That's good to know. Yeah. The office is on there. Yes, the office is on there. All the real housewives are also on there. Oh, that okay. It makes all it all makes sense. I think Bravo and NBC or like like NBC bought Bra- Bra- Bravo or something like that. Anyways, back to the Olympics. Back to the big thing <laughs> that happens when we're all sleeping. Because Japan's literally on the other side of the world. God bless anyone who's staying up and or just waking up at two in the morning. Like this is what it's like to be a tennis fan, from what I understand. Um, when you want to watch the sport you like, you have to get up at ungodly hours, um, or you know just watch the replay. That's what a lot of folks are doing. Um, so we'll we'll jump in to Olympic stuff. And do you want to kick it off with this horse? <laughs> yeah. So. You, I think you sent to me and my brother uh, this thing about how the horses are transported to the Olympics for the equestrian events. And I don't know why in my mind, I just thought they kind of appeared. Obviously, they have to get there somehow and they're flying from different countries, continents, etc. So fly, like flying is the way to go transport wise, but it's just wild to think about horses being on planes let alone horses that cost like hundreds of thousands of dollars. And what if something went wrong? Um, but they, yeah, so they have a special plane that they call uh, Air Horse One. <laughs> Good job, whoever came up with that, I guess. And the whole situation is pretty crazy. They had, these horses had to have two-week COVID quarantines because horses and animals can also get COVID. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And they have, the horses have their own passports. It takes 19 airplanes to get all these horses to the Olympics. And they get snacks <laughs> during the flight. That's good. <laughs> Horse snacks. Uh, <laughs> 325 horses flew to the Olympics. And it's just, so extra that I find it really funny. It it is very funny. I think I think Colin sent that to you and I. Okay. 
That's yes. Um, And I didn't like fully understand it when I saw it. I was like horses. I candidly forgot that any equestrian sport was in the Olympics. Um, Well, I don't think they televise them typically, which I think is a bummer. Or if they do, it's, it's like maybe one event or something. Yeah. So people, yeah, people don't think of it as like, oh, that's an Olympic sport. Yeah. Even, and like, while I don't think about it where I'm like, oh, right. But then I'm like, oh, they're colleges with equestrian teams. Like TCU has an, TCU and Texas Tech, I think have equestrian teams and it's like not unheard of. And yet I always forget that their horses and competitions together, even though there's the Kentucky Derby, I still am like horses in sports. Mm-hmm. Oof. Yeah. They also fly all of the food out there for the horses, apparently on the planes, which is a lot of weight. That's a lot of money and, so- and money. It's, I mean, there's so much money in, in like this kind of a sport. It's like, ridiculous the insurance how much it costs they've got to have like a very high insurance premium um yeah. <laughs> i know insurance isn't like the most sexy thing to ever hear about but um I, it's important it's super important like i yeah i worked at an insurance company and it, i didn't even touch the insurance stuff but i did learn that like all these different things can be insured and like there's a woman like different um, areas of the company would like ensure specific things. So one did like sports and entertainment. And so they would like do interviews about like when the Olympics were canceled last summer mm-hmm. and they were like, Oh, like from an insurance standpoint, like when it comes to like underwriting and all this, like now you're going to have like the pandemic insurance, like some people may be like kind of hesitant to write it in because it's going to like increase the premium. Also premiums are going to go up because of last year so in case you were wondering about that now you know um but so like mega events are like like this are they've insurance of course and then like the i forget that like the horses because athletes you know you have your insurance but like yeah if if the horse is worth hundreds of thousands of dollars Mm -hmm. it absolutely has insurance on it and that is just like that's wild to think about and then to have it go into (laughs) an airplane and just like all right well hope you make it bye and apparently there's this one company that's been doing the transportation for this for the Olympics and Paralympics since 1960. Oh. Like, so that's a very niche yeah, thing, it is. niche thing. I never know how to say that. But <laughs> And they also have to stop in Dubai on the way and what? refuel the plane oh, and change yeah. flight crews. <laughs> wow. Well, because it's like a long flight, right? Yeah. yeah. I think – they were flying them from somewhere in Europe, I believe. So they must have to get, yeah, in Belgium. So they must, whoever has these horses competing must have to get them to Belgium. And then it's like from there, this company handles the transportation for the Olympics every. This is amazing. It Anyways, it's a whole thing. So <laughs> I really got into the research on that. The people <laughs> wanted to know. Fascinated. Whew. But yeah. It's. Hopefully that means more people are going to look into the horse and all the equestrian stuff of the Olympics because that is super interesting. It's fun to watch and it's also very dangerous and it's, it requires a lot of talent. People probably don't realize, but it's, it's pretty crazy. They just make it look so easy. You also sent a really good TikTok about uh, the equestrian events. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) These horses are just... They're impressive. They are extra and they're impressive. And 
<laughs> they're doing the most. They are. They really they just are. Look so fancy the way they move. Um, but yeah, TikTok is a, a busy Olympic place. <laughs> TikTok is great right now with the Olympic coverage. Um, I'm loving the like U.S. women's rugby team. Um, they're pretty funny, and in general, the athletes are really funny on TikTok. They're like, "This is what I do a day in the life." And then um, someone responded. They were like, "Because there's one rugby player, and I forget her name, um, but she is talking about like hitting on different, you know, athletes." Where she's like, "Oh, I see this person. They're like so attractive." And so someone who is not an Olympic athlete is like, all of you are out here saying that like, oh, that person's cute. Like you're right there. Go talk to them. She's like, I can't just go talk to people. We're all like social distancing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, they're like that's still happening. And like, they still like the structure within the Olympic village is insane to me. And um, I don't know, this is me being like not thoughtful about how anything works, but I saw that they like take buses to their events and I'm like, ah, oh, yes, in my head, I was like, yeah, they'll just get on a bicycle and go to their event. Of course, they're getting bussed to their events. Like, <laughs> gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And then all the bed TikToks of, like, people jumping on them. Um, yes. Last week, we talked about how, like, if someone's taller, like, the beds look really short. They look like um, twin beds, like the college ones or the extra long ones. So they do have extenders in them. Um so if you're taller, you can yep. lengthen it? Okay, yeah. interesting. Yeah. So it, like, someone did, like, a non-joke video about the bed, and they're like, this is how this works, this is what it does, this is how it's, like, more sustainable. And you can, like, so they could go in and, like, choose the options for, like, kind of customizing their own beds. So it's not like they really are sleeping on, like, a cardboard box. Um, so, like, that was cool to see and um took away from like all of the jokes and then a, a different friend was like um the comment about like the beds being cardboard to stop um athletes from hooking up they're like no that came from like a random tweet that was there was no fact rooted in that statement <laughs> and I'm like oh but it's so much funnier but that's how misinformation is spread so uh check your sources and that, that was what I learned from that but I also learned a lot of cool things about the bed moving um man i thought it was so cool um we're recording on monday so as of right now japan is in the lead for gold medals and china Change. is in the and what like it's changing all the time it's yeah it's like it's changing so much it changes so quickly so like by the time this comes out on thursday um it'll have changed because there are all these other events um like there's medals like tomorrow there's finals for um artistic gymnastics uh canoeing diving equestrian the grand prix special is at 3 a.m <laughs> central time tomorrow fencing is tomorrow there's a fencing final for women tomorrow um but yeah so this is going to change but as of 6.30 p.m. Central Daylight Time on Monday, Japan was in the lead, and China is in the lead for having the most medals overall, um, which really kind of surprised me. I I guess I sleep on China. I was like, oh, um, right. You are like a country. Like, China's a large country. I just don't think about China enough to think like, oh, right. Like, of course they're good at all of these sports. Yeah. 
yep, that checks out. It does, but the United States is doing all right. We have seven gold medals as of right now, and in total we have 14 medals. So not the worst. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> I like it for us. We're we're solidly in second right now, and we're just going to we'll edge our way up as more events occur, I feel. Like, did you see that video yeah. on TikTok where it's like me – on a normal day and it's just like oh whatever and then it's like <laughs> me when it's usa like teams competing at the olympics it's like stand up for the national anthem stand up yeah. and people become so patriotic <laughs> it's, and i'm like yep yeah. that's us that's uh <laughs> love yeah. that for us it's a good time it is it's uh what a better way to bring a country together than the olympics like, you'd think it would bring the world together. No, it, in fact, just increases the... Competitiveness. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Everyone thinks they're the best. Well, and then they have something to back it up if they really are the best or not. It's like, yep. oh, I have the most medals. I am the best. <laughs> I like it. Um, and then some quick gymnastics as... We are gymnastics watching people, I feel. Like, we yeah. like it enough, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so the German gymnasts, the, the women from Germany representing Germany, so they're competing in unitards, which is like a full body suit pretty much. And they're doing it because and for folks who've like not watched women's gymnastics in their life, and I, am, I have many follow-up questions, but so they usually wear like a, a leotard, which is like, a swimsuit, but with so like long sleeves. Yeah. I, Ooh. Oh yeah. I believe that it's not comfortable. Doesn't it ride up? I mean, I guess I, n- I never did gymnastics, but like I used to do dance and it was like, they're somewhat similar, I guess. Yeah. At the things that you wear for recitals. Yeah. It just like just rides up. It's not good. <laughs> gymnastics is even worse for that. I feel like also with, dance like if you're doing ballet like you have a tutu (laughs) so you like have more and you're wearing tights so like you have more coverage whereas with gymnastics it's just like you're just out there like your legs are bare and it just does not seem comfortable at all no well did you ever watch stick it I didn't know. Oh, it was it was very funny. It was it was an unexpected movie with Jeff Bridges in it. Like that was weird oh. that he was in it. <laughs> that is interesting. Yeah. I like I watched it a couple years ago and I was like, is that Jeff Bridges? Like what is he doing in this movie? Um huh. but they like <laughs> you know, they talk about some of the different like issues within gymnastics. Obviously, this movie came out before the Larry Nazar case. Ago. So yeah, it was it came out yeah. when we were in like high school. Um, but they have like, they would spray this thing on their butt so that the leotard like stays on their butt and doesn't, and I'm like, is this real? Like this exists? Sure is. I'm like, I wonder if that's good for your skin. I guess it doesn't matter. (laughs) It is not. (laughs) Well, now the Germany, the gymnasts from Germany don't have to worry about that because their legs are fully covered. Um, and they chose to go with this unitard look. Um, because they don't want to be sexualized. And I think that's fair um, based off of like what has come out in recent years about gymnastics and in it happens in other sports. And 
where it's women and girls wearing, I mean, what they have to compete in. I mean, even with like that um, Norwegian team where they got fined for wearing shorts instead of like bikini bottoms, like, yeah, it's not necessarily that women are like, yeah, I just want to like wear this thing. I want to wear clothing where like my entire legs are exposed. Like it's not that it's like there are rules in place. They're like punishing women for dressing a certain way. Um, which is just like weird. Cause it doesn't, if it doesn't impact like how you're performing, you should be allowed to wear what you want. Like if you want to wear like a bikini style, like short, when you're playing like a sand handball thing, um, go for it. But if you want to wear shorts, which, you know, it seems like if you fall down, wearing shorts would be more comfortable. Like just like there's like slightly more coverage when you like slide. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you yeah, know, what do I know? Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so in gymnastics, I, I'm sure it's like similar. Um, the women are like sexualized in any sport that they're playing. That's not news. That's not anything groundbreaking to say. Like. <laughs> I, it's not great. So yeah, the German gymnasts are like, nah, we're not going to play that game. We're going to wear these very pretty unitards. They're very cute. I like them. It also seems like less cold. Yeah. Like when I used to do dance, I remember always just being freezing, like until you like got started and then you're moving. And so you're not as cold, but like in between, I mean, like, basketball players get to throw on, like, warm-ups when they're sitting on the bench, you know? I yep. mean, I guess they have that for gymnastics, too. But anyways, uh, yeah, whatever. I, I just don't understand why there's so many rules. The, 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 a lot of the rules in terms of appearance, like, you can't wear, um, you know, certain jewelry or whatever, or have your nail polish on. Like, some of it just seems dumb. But speaking of that, uh, apparently – the gymnasts have to do their own hair and makeup for the Olympics, which sounds very difficult. Yeah. I would not want to have to do that, like, for myself. No. Nope. I mean, that's kind of part of the whole sport is, like, I mean, it's somewhat appearance-based. Like, you – Yeah. There are certain standards that you have to follow, which is dumb, but if you're going to require that, like – there should be professional people that do it for you. So you don't have to spend your time doing that. Yeah. So you can or focus. like figure out how to do it well so that you don't look terrible. <laughs> Cause that's hard. Yeah. Yeah. It shouldn't be something that you have to worry about when you're like about to compete. I mean, yeah, people, I'm going to think of like actors and actresses, like they, and even like people on the news, mm-hmm. like if you're yeah. on camera, you're not doing your own like hair no. and makeup. <laughs> like someone else does it. And like, there's like a whole other issue when it comes to doing like different types of hair, yeah. but like just like the basic of like do someone's makeup, like what? Like yeah. it's it's very strange that they and I get like the COVID protocols, but like you would think that there would be like it would be part of kind of the team, like support team. Yep. So there's that. Um <laughs> Oh, they look good. They've all looked really great. Like, and maybe because I'm like, oh, they're just, they're out here. They're doing their thing. And when they're like doing a floor routine, it's not like they're, it's always like close up on their face. So you don't necessarily pay attention to the hair and makeup. Also, you're focused on the flips they're doing Mm -hmm. and how they're like 
doing incredible things with their bodies. It's pretty wild. It's, it's very neat. It's very fun. Um, a just fun fact about the Philippines, they won their first gold medal like ever. So a woman named Heidelin Diaz won the 55 kilogram category of women's weightlifting and so now the Philippines have their first ever gold medal from this woman. And I'm like, good for the Philippines, a country that people forget about unless they want to go on vacation. That's awesome. Yeah, I did not know that. Yeah, I like it. It was There's an article in NPR about it. It was super neat. I'm like, oh, this is like a big deal. Um, and I guess it's like a, the Philippines have been competing. Like they've been trying to get on the podium for a, a, almost 100 years. Um they sent their first Olympic delegation to Paris for the 1924 games. So like that's, that's a big deal. It's a big win. Um, For people who don't know like a ton about the Philippines, it's not like it's this like wealthy country. Um, So like, this is one of those times where someone like wins and it's like very impactful just for like the community and the country more so than it just being like, Oh yeah, like we won because we win all the time. Like it's, it's really meaningful. Yeah, I'm sure they're celebrating quite a bit. That's so true. Yeah. Hopefully. And have you watched any of the skateboarding? No, but I did see their outfits. <laughs> they are something else. Yeah. <laughs> have you watched any of the skateboarding? I watched a little bit. So I was at okay. a friend's house Saturday night, and the Olympics were just like on as like a, a background thing that we'd kind of go to and watch a little bit in and out. So we watched some swimming. There was a lot of swimming, but it was mm. like not the most exciting swimming. It wasn't like the um, – like final for anything. So like swimming was on, there was some beach volleyball we watched and then um, there was men skateboarding. (laughs) And I think Tony Hawk was there and these guys were out here just like eating it. Like they'd start, (laughs) they'd fall, they'd get up, they'd get going again. And I'm like, how how are you going to win? If every single person just falls all the time, who's going to win this? So um, (laughs) like it became less about how well they were performing and like was with a group of other like women and they're like, well, at least this one's cute. So I'm like, well, yep, that's the default when nothing else is happening in terms of the competition. Um, but they were also chill. Like I was, I saw something on Twitter that was like, Oh, like all the skateboarders are just so chill the entire time they fall and they get up. So it's not like abnormal. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, man. All right. So I guess it's like, I don't, I don't watch much skateboarding, so I don't know how often people fall down. Um, if that's just normal in the sport, like you get going, you fall, you get up and go. It's, I don't know. But so that, that was happening. I've seen, I watched a little bit of the men's and then for the women, the um, gold and silver medalist for street skateboarding, both are 13 years old. That's crazy. Like that is wild. Is that the minimum age for competing in the Olympics? Um, I think, think that's like definitely on the like lower yeah. end i was surprised because i thought you had to be like 15 or 16 to compete but then i, I saw mean, I they did gymnastics it. like they're always young yeah well i mean well there yeah. have been issues where countries have exactly <laughs> falsified ages but uh technically i believe that they're supposed to be like still somewhat young or they can be i guess sorry um but 
Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Like, and they're just, they showed the two girls and they're just like hanging out, being friends. And I'm like, man, this is so sweet and cute. I love this. Um, it like, it's just kind of heartwarming to see. It's like, oh, even like all ages are participating in the Olympics. And like, these girls are probably going to become like really good friends if they were not already. All because of this very large event <laughs> in the middle of a pandemic. What a time. What a time. It's a weird time. But, you know, the Olympics are going. They're moving. They're grooving. Um, check out what you can, folks. The schedules are up. And, you know, just go check NBC or Peacock. There you go. <laughs> um, you are not in Big 12 country. You are in Pac-12 country. But you've heard about the B- Big 12 oh, drama, right? Yes. I find it so entertaining. Oh, my God. It is. So, essentially, uh, Oklahoma and Texas notified the Big 12 that they're not going to remain in the conference beyond 2024 or 2025-2025. That they will apply for membership with the SEC, which... It, that's that's a big big shakeup. I mean, Texas and Oklahoma are kind of the cream of the crop for the Big Twelve, and that is not good for them. I do not think. Uh, no. It <laughs> it. I mean, I have my feelings about conference realignments. Um, mm-hmm. whenever I would like sit and think about it, I'm like, yeah, Maryland needs to go to the ACC. Notre Dame needs to go to the ACC and like fully commit to it. Like things like that, like normal conference alignment thoughts, not Texas and Oklahoma should leave the big 12 and go be in the SEC. Like that is never a thought that has crossed my mind. Yeah. And and it just makes you wonder, like, are they, is this kind of for leverage? What, what's the deal? I don't know. I, I don't know. And so I mean, Texas is, like, one of the most recognized brands for, like, a university, like, for college. Yeah. I mean, they're kind of like the cowboys of college athletics in that they haven't, like, been really won anything important in a while. But, like, they're worth a lot of money as a brand. (laughs) Exactly. And so, like, they have that. So their brand positioning is good, but, like, why I shouldn't, I shouldn't say they haven't won anything important in a while. They haven't won a title that the majority of Americans would care about in a while. That's – okay, yeah. Like, Sorry, I don't – That's that's fair. That's, I don't mean to discredit, like, Olympic sports or anything like that. But. Yes, because, like, they're, they're – They have good programs. Yes, they, they excel in their programs. They do well, and they – their athletes do go on to become professional athletes. Like it's not, it, it's not a scrub of a program. They're just not winning a ton of titles. Correct. And in football and men's basketball in the revenue generating sports, yes. they're not doing that. <laughs> Their women's basketball team had a good run in the tournament this year, but unfortunately women's basketball does not have the same viewership as men's basketball. It. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't have, I mean, it's getting there. I think it's like getting more and more like little by little same with like, women's soccer but it's still not at that same level yet and so 
Anyways, I digress. Keep going. (laughs) (laughs) And it's just... I I don't know because it's, you know, there's the money in the SEC. So I can kind of see it from like a a money standpoint, except I really can't. Um, Like I try to... tried to think through this at first i thought it was like kind of a joke because it's just like well they make a lot of money in the big 12 it's not like teams don't aren't incentivized to like perform or like you know the coaches the schools like they still get money like they still are worth a lot of money like ut um is building like a new facility off of i-35 like right now and they're like i i just don't I don't understand if it is really about the money because they have the money behind the brand. Like people are putting money into it. Um, And Matthew McConaughey could like single-handedly keep the athletic department in business. So, and like he probably (laughs) would, if they were at risk of going under, he'd be like, all right, I'll cut a check. How much do you need? Do I need to make another subpar romantic comedy? Cause I will, I'll do it. Um, (laughs) And so I just, I don't know. I think it's going to shake things up a lot. And like, it's, I mean, so many things just keep getting said and like, well, does the big 12 go away? And then like, what do we do? Or what if other schools come into the big 12? Like, let's say maybe Colorado comes into the big 12 and, um, well, I guess Nebraska would want to stay part of the big 10, but if the big 10, like, did some shifting. They take like Iowa state. So yeah, you give Nebraska to the PAC 12. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if any school is excited to go to the PAC 12. Um, yeah. Just because. Well, so when, since you're talking about that, when all the NCAA stuff with uh, the congressional hearings uh, was going on, there was a really funny, someone took a photo of Mark few because he was part of that. Uh, kind of like advocating for student athletes rights and someone took a photo of him like sitting there at one of the desks and it was like with all due respect senator we can't just join the pac 12 <laughs> i was like yes why do people think that it's just like a matter of wanting it you know yeah yeah <laughs> uh but anyways no that i mean and that's true it's not just like hey i want to do this and you know like the athletic directors at texas and oklahoma are po- probably both like okay in the in the Big Twelve, we're doing super well. Let's see if we can do it in the SEC. I, you know, maybe I have like a big fish in a small pond mentality, and I'm like, yeah, I'd rather be successful where yeah. I am than like get destroyed elsewhere. Elsewhere <laughs> in a better conference. In a better conference. In a stacked conference. Like, yeah, they're gonna get wins against like Missouri, yeah, and Arkansas. But like they're not gonna win, get wins against Alabama, Georgia, no, Auburn, Ole Miss. Like, and so it just like to me, I'm like, is it really worth it, or do you just instead try to like beef up the Big Twelve? Like, and the I think the Big Twelve is like on its way. Like Iowa State was on the up, is on the up. Like Matt Campbell has not left. Matt Campbell's staying. Iowa State's on the up. And has perform- been performing well the last couple of years. Kansas, Kansas is like pulling it together a little bit. Like they almost upset yeah. Texas, which I'm so that's how I'm like, how is Texas honestly like we deserve to be in the SEC, yeah. but we also could lose to Kansas on any given Saturday. 
Yeah. Like, we'll see. I- exactly. So it, I hope that lots of thought goes into like what happens. There is time. And so things can of course change. Um, I don't want to see how do, wait before I say this, what do you, how do you feel about like these mega conferences that could just happen where it's like 20 teams? I think that's dumb. I, I agree. Cause then they can't like all the teams don't get a chance to play each other. I, I would prefer for like talent to be spread out more. Like, but it might, I don't know. It might be where things are headed though. <laughs> It might be, I don't know, because how do you tell if you have 20 teams in your conference and they can't all play each other, how do you decide who ends up in like the college football, like playoff? I mean, they kind of did, they figured it out with COVID, like with uh, football last year, you know, because games were canceled. Not everyone played who they were supposed to or how many times they were supposed to play it you know, another team within their conference and they just, they figured out a way to decide, you know, who is, who is going to be in like the conference title game. So I think they would just figure they'd have some method of determining, but not here for it. Wait, I don't know. I don't like super teams and I don't want, I don't want super conferences (laughs) either. It'd take the fun out of it. Like, it's fun having, like, the conferences and, like, you have the set amount of teams in them and there's, like, those good rivalries. Those are some good games. And I don't know. I don't know. I feel like it keeps football, like, the season interesting, but we'll see. We'll see where it's headed. But I'm sure there's going to be more to follow with that. So thank you to Texas and Oklahoma for dropping some big news in the middle of the Olympics. There's so many great memes too. Like there, well, this isn't a meme, but it was a, the video of the weekend at his Super Bowl performance where he's like going around that room with all the lights, yeah. like he's looking for something. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like Big Twelve schools looking for a new conference. Like <laughs> <laughs> there was a there was a funny Seinfeld video too, but. Anyways, just if you just search Big 12 on Twitter, you'll find all sorts of great stuff. You will. You'll find schools ju- or like fans just ripping on other schools. Oh, th- the threads are amazing. They're just so looking good. at people go back and forth. Where they're like, you're going to end up in the American Athletic Conference. <laughs> I think that's been said to like Baylor fans where they're like, you're even going to go to a Power 5 conference. Yeah. And I'm like, this is the problem with all these power, like the Power 5 conferences. But that's not, this is very funny. This is, this is. is funny. Um, oof. Um, well, yeah, we'll keep y'all posted on what happens there. What's your game of the week? I guess event of the week. I've been enjoying watching the three on three basketball. Uh, it's really, it's very fast paced, fun to watch. In Spokane, where I went to college, there's a big basketball tournament that are there every year, just like street basketball three on three called hoop fest and i don't know how many it's like thousands of players that are people that come in and participate in this but there's like really competitive leagues too um like some former professional basketball players and stuff that participate and it's really fun to watch so i kind of like that just because 
growing up where I did, that was a really big thing that everyone did every summer. NAMI, obviously, I do not participate in sports, but <laughs> fun to watch. So that's what I've been liking. What about you? Um, I have probably already talked a lot about gymnastics to a point where people probably can tell I'm very excited to watch gymnastics. Um, I will not be watching it live because it's at three in the morning or four in the morning. I'm not doing that. So I'm going to watch it mm. later, but I'm very excited because I love watching the floor routines and the balance beam. And I guess for men, I enjoy when they do the pummel horse because it's just, it's neat. But I think they, the men competed already. So I plan more around watching the women's gymnastics. Gotcha. Nice. Yeah. What's your hot take of the week? Mine is also related to the Olympics. I love that. And I was searching on my TV trying to figure out if there were any any of the equestrian events were going to be broadcast or like available for on demand or whatever. And when I checked this weekend, there was absolutely nothing. And my hot take is that they should be getting more coverage, at least on demand. Like Obviously, it's not anything that most people care about to watch live. It's not going to be in the primetime um, coverage. But there's just no respect for these horses. <laughs> they, they need airtime. They flew for so long, had such a long journey. People should be able to watch them. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I agree. But cancel culture is continuing to come for the horses. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's probably because they're not wearing masks. <laughs> That's all I have to say. Oh, my gosh. Free the horses. Give them airtime. <laughs> oh my they want to be seen, too. They do. I'm sure. I mean, yeah, that's why they always look so, like, fancy. <laughs> yeah, they always look so, like, put together. <laughs> They're like, I need to be seen. I deserve to be seen. <laughs> and they're not so, being seen. It's rude. Yep. Well. Give them, <laughs> give them airtime. That's all I'm saying. Next Olympics, maybe. Yeah. Or maybe when they come to LA in 2028. <laughs> Gosh, sounds so far away. And yet. What? <laughs> and yet it'll be here before we know it. You know. What is your hot take this week? So my hot take this week is about the city of New York. Um, hot take is, it's just not that great. Um, it smells. And I know people love New York. And I mm-hmm. love that for people. I know it's, <laughs> it's like different strokes for different folks. But I think it's like, overly romanticized and i'm like Mm -hmm. like everyone lives in a four by four box and the food's good so like i'll give i'll give new york city the food card but like outside of that i'm like no like you can do a lot of this other stuff elsewhere and food is great but i understand what you're saying yeah especially like living there i'm sure there are plenty of people that love living in new york but I don't understand the appeal at all. Um, it is. I I've been there a couple of times. Yeah, same. Two or, three times, two or three times, and I like the city, and it's really fun to visit. Yeah, it, but it's good. Not in the middle of the summer because it's hot and stinky. Yeah, but 
I, I understand where you're coming from. Yeah. But I do think a lot of people are very passionate about New York. That they are. That they are. And I love that for them. But hot take, just not that great. It is what it is. Breakfast at Tiffany's is also one of my favorite movies. And that, I think, uh, like, really romanticized the whole idea of New York for a lot of yeah. women. Oh, yeah. In particular. I think a lot but, of movies definitely do. Yeah. Um, where it, like, almost makes New York seem really, like, yeah, this could be really great. But it's like, oh, my God. You have to take the sub. Like, I have nothing against the public transportation. I'm going to start with that. Like, I have nothing against taking the subway. But, like, to take the subway for an hour to be like, oh, yeah, well, I can't, like, live near where I work. Like, I live in Austin, and I don't live super close to where I work, and I don't think I've ever lived, like, right near my job. And I'm like, man, why? Why do I have to drive so far? And the public transportation is nowhere near as good as any city on the East Coast. Yeah. But it is what it is. Sorry, New York fans. (laughs) (laughs) What's your wine pick of the week? It's another uh, Sauvignon Blanc, nice. of course, called Elmstone. I'm confused because on the bottle it said it was from New Zealand, but then when I looked it up on Vivino, which is like one of our favorite apps mm-hmm. for wine recommendations, it's in South Africa, so I don't really know where it's from, but <laughs> <laughs> it's good. Okay. Have you you've been drinking it by like the pool? Uh, uh, no. I think I had some when I was watching uh, The Bachelorette, of course. Naturally, very basic, but yeah, lean into it's, it. It's good. Similar to my other recommendations in the past, kind of fits all the same same boxes. So, if you like sweet wines, not for you, but. Dry and crisp. Ooh, I like the sound of that. <laughs> but not like you're choking it when you're drinking it, you know? Like yeah. so, I feel like some things, it's like, ooh, like give me some water. <laughs> but what no. about you? What's your, what's your pick? Um, my pick is very out of season. I had a moment of weakness at Target the other night. I was like, oh, man, I want. As we all do. For real. Like, we, who among us has not had a moment of weakness in Target? I was talking to someone. This is a hot take. They said that Target is a tier two store. Hmm. I'm like, what? Target has everything. Very very hot take. That's a very hot take. It's a very, very hot take. I'm like, "Mm." you go to Target and Target tells you what to buy. Um, (laughs) And Target is usually right. In it. So anyways, I had a moment of weakness in Target. I wanted to go get... They have these Oreo cookies <laughs> that are salted caramel brownie cookies. They're very good. So there's mm. the plug for the cookie I was eating while I drank this. And I just wanted to watch the new episode of Ted Lasso. So I was like, I'll get a red blend. Even though it is 5,000 degrees outside, I just... I wanted to be cozy. Yeah. Like... Sometimes we have those days. I took a bath the other night, like... And it was 90 degrees outside. I get it. Yeah, yeah. There's just there are times you just like in the middle of the summer, you just want a cozy moment, and there's not like summer cozy. Mm-hmm. It's and that's fair. Like you don't typically want to be cozy in the summer. Like it's you want to be out and doing things, or whatever. But want to be cozy while I watch Ted Lasso. So I got um, a red blend from the headliner, and it was like a pretty cheap bottle of wine. I think it was like eight dollars, um, and it was like not too heavy. It was nice and sweet. It was jammy. It was a jammy red blend. 
had lots of berries to it without being like too sweet because like sometimes breads that are yeah. sweet can be like syrup like too sweet but this is good it was a nice it's very nice good yeah do you have any plugs other than your headliner red bun and those oreo cookies yep everyone <laughs> get those cookies the oreo has so many different flavors right now uh <laughs> the usual plugs for um tailgate society podcasts and articles um listen to bitter units um old man strength matinee baseball culture check we're talking about star wars right now so if you like star wars come through we're talking about it and yeah that's those are all the plugs i have how about you that covers it all right we're getting to bigger than sports um so I'm sure there will be lots of like Olympics related bigger than sports that are going to come out. And um, I'm like looking forward to that. But this is a closer to home story. Um, a father gave his son these Enchroma glasses. So his son's colorblind. And now he can see red for the first time. And then where he gave him the glasses was at a Cincinnati Reds game. So nothing but color there. Yeah, nothing but bright red everything. <laughs> I wonder what that would have been like. I mean, the kid looks so wow. shocked in it. Yeah. Just like, what is going on? What is this? Mm-hmm. Very cute. It is. It's a very happy and like heartwarming thing. So if you all see any, like there's no way we can like see all of the Olympics content. Um, there are not enough hours in the day for us to do that. Send it our way because um, we would love to read it, share it, promote it. We're here for it. Definitely. And I think that's all I've got this week. I think that's it. All right. Thank you all for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Emily and Emily, sports and courts.